Welcome back to Don't Caught Up Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Dan, it's good to be back. It's great to be back. Good good to see you. It feels like it's been longer than it has been. We only missed one week. But today, we're starting Words of Radiance by Brandon Sanderson. That's book two of the Stormlight Archive. Uh, we have read a quarter of it, which was up to chapter 20. Okay. That's where we have stopped, but it's been so long that we really have to get warmed up we, today. We absolutely do, Luke. And in fact, today, the day this episode is coming out, is Thanksgiving in the United States. Correct. Yes. And I realized something. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hey, happy Thanksgiving out there. Hope you're having some fun time with friends or family and, and, and you're being thankful for something. Uh, or if, if you're not listening to a podcast on Thanksgiving, hello on Friday. Regardless, this is kind of about, this is kind of related to the point I want to make though. Thanksgiving doesn't have to be on the day that it is. We just arbitrarily were like, yeah, let's celebrate Thanksgiving November 3rd Thursday or whatever it is, whatever the stupid rule is for okay. Thanksgiving. I think that's bad. I think we chose a bad day for Thanksgiving. And here's my hot take for when I think Thanksgiving should be. Oh, no. December 1. Okay. Why? Here's why. December, you have off. Nobody works in December. Because we... Oh, so you're saying like... We start with Thanksgiving. combine it with Christmas. Christmas is close enough that it's like, well, we can't go back to work for a week. And then you got New Year's. So you just get December off. Okay. I mean, okay, you're, the vision that you're painting is good. It's excellent, right? I just, I feel like you're not being realistic with the society that we live in. We're taking time off for Thanksgiving already. There's startup time. Once you take that break and you go back to work, you have to remember what your projects were. Or if you're a student, you have to like get caught back up after the break. You have to get ready for finals. I'm thinking specifically for students now. There's like two weeks and then finals after that Thanksgiving break. No, what are we doing? Push Thanksgiving just a little bit. Get your finals out of the way. All of December's off. Okay. Enjoy it. I think that this makes sense for students. Okay. Tell me what's wrong and I for would working love to, people. And I would love to see it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I, I feel like the man is not going to let us have that long. Oh, what is wrong with the man? You know? Yeah. So you're saying. Okay, the, ma- the math here, we, we are, we are we, let's, I think we get like two days for Thanksgiving, usually. Yeah. In the working world. Yeah. That's like December 1st and 2nd now, based on your... And then you don't get a day off until, like, Christmas Eve, maybe. <sighs> okay, you might have a point here. I think your gap here is really wide. So you're saying push them, than you're, you're saying we should push them closer together. I like where you're going, Luke. I think this is the hot take, okay? Yes. I think the hot take is Thanksgiving on December 20th. <laughs> This is outstanding. Especially, oh, yes, this is ideal. This is ideal. This is so good. 
because you push Thanksgiving and Christmas so close together to where if your boss was like, yeah, we're going to come back to work on the 23rd, it would be absurd, right? Because then you maximize your days you get off where it's like, we're not going to come back for Mm -hmm. one day in between our other break that we need to take. And so you're saying 20. I think that might be the the furthest we could separate them and still get the time in between off. This feels like just just saying it and thinking about it feels wrong. But then when I think about it a little more, it's like, ah, that could be nice. Right. It could be very nice. Here's the, oh, this solves so many problems, Luke. This is solving so many problems. Thinking about one of the problems about like, christmas is that you have like some families that you have to choose to spend time with on christmas right and typically like if you have a significant other you're choosing between one of your two families to spend christmas with but you push thanksgiving and christmas right up next to each other and then they're like kind of equivalent right it's like they're basically Mm -hmm. the same time so you get like you can like make them together. Here's, okay, Luke, is this crazy? Is this crazy? What if we say we shift the whole thing to start on like December 23rd? Wait, okay, what do you mean by the whole thing? Thanksgiving starts December 23rd, Christmas, December 27th, New Year's, December 31. Okay. So that we have, because we have all these gaps. These gaps are, they're bad. I don't like the gaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. put them all together let's have a big festival week or like week and a half you know what i'm saying i agree with this i think that this is correct because they're all arbitrary right new year's is the only one that's like yeah on the calendar it's got to be this day christmas thanksgiving it's all made up we just picked a day and we're like yeah this is when we'll do it <laughs> right yes it's also yeah it also just solves the like guilt over I mean, over the visiting thing, mm-hmm. because it's like, uh, I'm not, I'm not coming home because I can't get like the extra date. I don't want to waste my PTO days. Now it's like, that's ah, fine. I can go, whatever. Yeah. I've got, I've got eight days off. I can travel yeah. one of them and still have a great time where I'm going. Still have a nice, really long trip. I think that this is, I think that this is the move. It'll take some adjusting and everyone's going to be against it. People hate change. At first, people hate change. (laughs) It's an issue. Real issue. Um, Here's what we need to do then, Luke. Here's what we need to do. November still needs a holiday, though. And it can be one of those stupid half-day holidays, right? Where it's like, uh, yeah, you get like that Friday off. Or you can get off a little early on Friday and go have a long weekend. But November needs a holiday now. I feel like we make Halloween a day off holiday because currently it's not a, it's just like a fun day that we do which is crazy you're right Ooh, it's like everyone gets halloween to make their costume and then you go i love this actually yeah this is it Hol- halloween is like actually a holiday you get it off yeah yeah okay done easy and then november Four. 1st is spooky new year's okay okay I, I do like spooky new. I don't know how it comes into play, but I like spooky New Year's as a concept. <laughs> and then the best part is we start that year at one. So you can so we have we have two different calendars, right? So it's a spooky calendar and a regular one. It's either twenty twenty two or spooky one. 
It's the year of our Lord 2022, but spooky year one. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's correct. Okay. This is, whew, I'm loving this, actually. This is how we need to do all of our fall holidays, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, if, if you've got a better idea, let us know. I feel like we nailed it, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm open. I'm open to suggestion. I think we're always open to suggestion. Absolutely. Always. Okay. Okay. I'm warmed up. Let's talk. Let's talk about Words of Radiance. Like I said, up to chapter 20. And I'm excited. I've been excited to get back to all of these, all of these characters. It's been a while. So I actually could have used one of those little summary pages. I agree. It has been a little while. I think Brandon does very well the thing that a lot of sequels have to do, which is kind of remind you of stuff in the first bit without Mm -hmm. making it obvious that they're summarizing. I appreciated that. Good job, Brandon. I'm also excited to get back to our squad. Bridge four, Dalinar, Dalinar, whatever his name is, Shalon. We're excited about these about these folks. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a thing that I want to start with about Bridge 4. Ooh, okay. Yes. Okay, obviously we would love Bridge 4. Yeah, they're outstanding. And there's the scene where, you know, they've they're been freed. I, I guess freed might be the term, mm-hmm. and they get tattoos. Mm-hmm. Great bonding experience. I love that. Mm. I think... The idea of, like, as a reader, getting a tattoo of, like, a really cool book that you like and have connected with, I think it's cool. I like it. Mm -hmm. My issue is that some of these, some books, just the images I don't think look good. And Bridge 4, the glyphs, this might anger people, I think it's really ugly and I like wish that it had been a cooler symbol because I would think about getting a tattoo. Ooh, interesting. I agree with you 100% actually. I think part of the issue that I have with the whole glyph thing as well is it kind of looks somewhat similar to uh, like a Maori tribal tattoo in a way. Mm-hmm. And so you get mm-hmm. into like weird territory there where you're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, uh, it's from a book. Right. Uh, which I think is fine. Like, I think you can totally do that. Um, but I also wasn't super impressed with the design of the bridge for tattoo. I didn't think it looked great. And a lot of the glyph like uh, patches and stuff in this book. I'm not a big fan of the style. I yeah, I don't I don't like the style. I think that and this is a big I feel like marketing opportunity. You're saying Brandon missed an opportunity and, to market Stormlight Archives. Well, I will say I'm sure that other people have very different opinions than we oh, do. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not going to say it's objectively not so. I'll say that. I think it looks <laughs> okay. bad. I just think that like some people have done it well. For example, I don't I I I don't want to get this tattoo because it's overdone, but the like Deathly Hallows symbol is very good. It's very like simple and like pleasing, I think. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this could honestly speak to our current cultural moment, though, about minimalism. How we just, like, love minimalism is in, in design right now, and that's, like, the hot thing. True. But, yeah, a lot of simple black lines, shapes, mm-hmm. very in right now for tattoos. That's true. I, I still think they look bad. I still don't love the look of the glyphs for a tattoo. I am curious though, what are what are other tattoos looking like in this world? Because this is like, I think this is the first instance we see of tattoos happening. And you know, mm-hmm. so there's definitely a category of person. Well, there are men in this world who don't know how to read who get some word translated into glyphs and tattooed on their arm and are like, yeah, it means courage in the face of evil. And really it means like, I don't know, barbecue chicken or something. Right. Um, and so, so that's a category for sure. Yes. The, and the, okay. But the good thing about that is that, of the people are not going to (laughs) know. Yeah, but I'm just now remembering, too, that the women in this world write extra stuff that the men aren't ever going to read and that other women women will read and then just not say out loud when they're reading it to the men. So for sure all of these tattoos have extra information in there. Like, yeah, yeah, he thinks he's tough, uh, but he's kind of of a baby. When, right, they, like, when they ask him the spice level when he got the tattoo yeah yeah when they ask him the spice level he's like a two out of ten there's gotta be that for sure outstanding i want to see some of these tattoos now yeah yeah there's probably there's probably like a known practice if you're the tattoo artist that it's like we always describe if he, we always we always put how much he tipped <laughs> I cheaped out. It was only 5%. <laughs> if he could stay still or if he squirmed around a lot. Right. Yeah. I think that's I think that's key to get in there. That's absolutely key. I think then there is another category of tattoos, which has got to be men <laughs> getting just a picture of something. Like, sure. draw what... I mean, I feel like at this point you're just describing tattoos. Though. Right. But then it's like, what? In our world, you get things like um, a mermaid or, or something mm-hmm. like that. And so what, what kind of tattoos are the men getting in this world? I feel, like, I feel like spren is a possibility, but it feels like it feels like the masculinity in this world wouldn't want like a wispy green thing on their arm. Well, I mean, the sprint all look different. That's fair. Wait, this could actually be, this could be an innovation. Right. Like, instead of, instead of the glyph that says courage, give me the courage sprint. Right. And then it's kind of an optical illusion, right? Mm. Because you have people that when they pass by you, they're like, whoa. That guy's really brave. Look at all those courage spread. <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like that's a bad example because then it's also like, 
that guy's really scared of something, but I guess good for him for overcoming it. <laughs> Dude, it's just the line for Chipotle. You don't need to worry about if they get your order at the front right. Uh, it's actually... It is kind of stressful. It's a big concern. Yeah. It's a long line, too. So when you get to the front, you need to know exactly what you're saying. You gotta be ready. But yeah, I think that's... I think that tattoos of sprint are big i would hope so yeah now that i think about it i agree definitely very big oh how come we don't see more of these what's going on maybe it's maybe it's a culture thing maybe the alethi don't aren't big tattoo guys seems like not i think that's probably why yeah yeah although the women might have a bunch of, they might have a whole sleeve tatted up, right? Because right. they're, they're always covered up. That arm is always covered up. Their safe hand? Mm-hmm. What if they just are like, the sleeve game is so strong in the Alethi women community. Okay. Okay. I will say, I think that they only technically have to keep their hand covered. But I do like, I do like the idea of them having sleeves. I love a sleeve, by the way. A cool sleeve, yeah. A cool, a cool sleeve looks great, um, and yeah, it's a great opportunity. Right, right. Even if I also love the concept of spren as a visual representation for stuff because it's so much more concise than having to write the word courage across your forehead or something. Mm-hmm. Like, just have the spren. Even if uh, putting aside the like fooling people into thinking that you have spren around you just like having an illustration of a spren for what you want and the vibe that you want to give off with your tattoo i think is way cooler than having to write out the word like strength or something right i agree then it gets to the point where it's like uh i really want strength but the strength spren looked stupid okay well then maybe you do a glyph this this is the reason for a glimpse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, I'm glad we I'm glad we made it there. Can we speaking of the women and having awesome tattoo sleeves, Shalon is also a woman. Correct. Is Shalon Is Shalon being kind of rude now, or are we cool with Shalon's direction that she's taking? You mean of of doing her like confidence? Yes. Mimicking Yasna. Thing. Yes. Um, I think, I think, no, I think it's good. Okay. Because for one thing, I feel like, okay, obviously she can is perfectly justified being rude to the like slavers. Oh yeah. I think the current situation she's in, like use whatever tools you got, like make that happen. Right. Yeah. But the the one that I'm assuming you're talking about is with the sailors. Yes. I think that previously she occupied a, like in practice, occupied a much higher position than the like captain of the ship. But he was treating her like as if she didn't. And so I feel like her doing Mm. the, the confidence and seeming rude is actually like, 
reverting back to the correct positioning. I see. So she's asserting her like correct position in this hierarchy that's created there. Right. So I so I think even though the 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 guy was very like polite to her and nice, mm. I think that it was actually not not great. I see. So it was like he was kind of being rude in a bigger way. Like the words he was using were polite and the way he was getting right. her to kind of back down was polite. But in reality, she should have been the one in like more of a commanding position. Right. I think that is a like a good way to look at it. Yeah. I do wonder, though, of the specific thing that she used her newfound confidence to do, which was like telling them to stop the ship immediately because she wanted to look at this creature that was under the water. And like... I get being able to dictate where the ship goes because you're paying for it, but at what point are we getting too specific? Like, there's a certain mm. level of micromanaging that's like, you don't know how to run a ship. Do you know how long it's going to take for the ship to get back up to speed if we stop it, Shalon? <laughs> We're not going to make it to port tonight if we stop right now. Right. I guess it de it depends. Hmm. Mm -hmm. like like for example if they're being chased by pirates or something then then no right <laughs> stop the ship uh they have huge guns do you see the guns <laughs> but in this in this context i i was pro stopping the ship for the for the purpose of like considering no one had seen these things before yeah also how is she the first one to to like do this little maneuver maybe there's not many people who are great artists right and so a lot of people seen these things and they just like are trying to describe it and they're like oh dude you wouldn't believe what it would look like it was like wow you know <laughs> i think that sounds and the right. top of it was like whoa <laughs> I do I do feel like we brushed past maybe because of the whole trauma of the event. We brushed past that it saved her and like took her to a rock. Do we know that? I get that she says that is what she thinks happened. So I I think that she sees it swimming away. Yeah, she does. Okay. I mean, maybe it was about to eat her and she washed up on the rock and it was like, well, I can't get her up there. <laughs> She makes a lot of assumptions this about this thing. Maybe Pattern was the thing that saved her. And Pattern's over here like, what, the stupid fish? No. That thing doesn't even have a brain. It's basically a this big a clump point. of seaweed never, that moves around. Never assume. Yeah, I, I don't know about this. Uh, ooh, Luke, I also wonder, now that you brought up this creature... Do you think this is a precursor to the islands that run around mm. that we learned about in the like last few in the interlude? It could, it could be. Because it's got big, long tentacles that come out the bottom. Right. Could be legs. It, it could turn into, like, we're in larva form here. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so we see we I, what I assume is a baby when they give, I forget, the character's name in one of the interludes when we see these 
mountains. She's the traitor. Yeah. And she gets gifted what I assume is a baby version. Perhaps, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not 100% sure either. But there's a little there's a little life uh, a life cycle uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. Could be. I'm not ruling it out. Maybe we start maybe we start a little farming operation, you know? Speaking of something that is uh wild and not really feasible, but people don't question it. So Dalinar is like I'm going to bring back the Knights Radiant. And everyone is kind of shocked by this. Mm-hmm. Kaladin is like, yeah, I mean, sure, they have a bad history, but, I mean, good luck bringing back the Knights Radiant. Like, you just... That's like saying you're going to bring back the Power Rangers. Like, okay, sure you are. And I feel like he's the only one who's looking at this realistically because everyone else is like, oh, they turned on us. How could you say you're going to bring back the Knights Radiant? Like, what? These are like superheroes. You're saying you're going to bring back the Avengers and everyone's like, yeah, but they were kind of assholes. So I don't think you should. (laughs) This is not the point. You're missing the biggest issue here, which is they had superpowers and nobody has superpowers. Yes, I see what you're saying. I think that this is a I think this is a good point. The no one is recognizing that the like Knights Radiant that turned against them was like a subset of like a group of specific people at a certain time, like a snapshot of the Knights Radiant. And not just, like, inherent to the organization. Right. It's not, like, in their charter that they're going to betray their oaths and, like, I don't know, cause a bunch of bad stuff to happen after so many right. years. Right. The point The point is that they betrayed their oath. The oaths are very good. The, the nice radio that we don't like were the ones that went against them. <laughs> I feel like that this is one of those times where it's, like, we don't really like the Knights Radiant. And then if you, like, read what they're all about it's like oh they actually seem really nice no exactly exactly like the actual knights radiant were very good the people that like betrayed them turns out they were not actually they would not have been knights radiant they would have been kicked out the club right potentially to be fair to be fair the the knowledge base is very low yeah that's true that's true. And we don't really know a lot of the details behind the betrayal with the Knights Radiant. And so maybe it is something inherent with the Knights Radiant that causes this. Doesn't seem like it, but maybe. I just, it's just wild to me that they're like, that's heresy. You can't, you're talking about Knights Radiant. God doesn't like that. It's like it doesn't it doesn't matter he's where find me a night radiant anywhere and then let's talk about if right. we should bring back the order or not just call him the new knights radiant also mm. the culture change the knights resplendent <laughs> i love that that's uh, a little it's a little wordy it is a little or mouthy wordy. but yeah. i know i think i think that this is a good point um, Dalinar, Dalinar's got a lot going on 
that I feel like makes a decent amount of sense and everyone else is like thinks it's crazy. Well, I mean, his premise is tough to swallow. Like, sure, sure. Dalinar is aware that there's this terrible thing coming. But try convincing everyone else of this. Like, yeah, we need to unify. We're all going to get wiped out because uh, there's a big, big storm coming. It's like, right. I, don't... I agree with that. And and I, I see, like, why people are against. Like, it makes total sense. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But to your point, it's like, oh, we created a better kingdom for nothing. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, even if there's not a storm coming, it's still good. <laughs> Right, yeah, like uh, throw some solar panels up, clean up the rivers a little bit. Oh, wait, CO2 wasn't causing climate change? Oh, shoot. You're saying we fixed our environment for nothing? Man. Shoot. Bummer. Tough. Oh, yeah, all right. When you put it that way, it feels like everybody should be on board, especially the, like, rank and file folks i get that the high princes are on board because they're gonna lose some power mm-hmm. but like if i'm working in the amazon warehouse yeah tax jeff bezos please right i don't care if he could go to space or not yeah no i don't know i'm for it i think we're all for team it. team Dalinar for sure also team gavilar i think i don't know what he was trying to do that the parshindi like freaked out over mm-hmm. But, okay, this is this is speculating without any knowledge. Okay, right? yeah. Do you not tell them? Oh, mm, I don't feel like they can, right? You're saying when they assassinated him, instead of assassinating him, could they have just been like, hey, this thing you're doing is going to enslave us? Well, okay, so I don't, I don't think we quite know what's up with their gods no we don't yet i get the sense that it's not only bad for the parshendi but it's bad for the world at large oh interesting i was getting the sense it was just because, bad like, for the parshendi i they they seem to have like a more altruistic vibe mm-hmm. to me on this but i could be wrong um but i i don't know I mean, what I'm getting right now, the sense that I'm getting right now is that when the Spren come more onto, like, the physical world, like, the the world of the body, it gives some people some great powers, but that seems to be the thing that the Parshendi are really worried about. Like, Mm -hmm. they're talking about how they saw a, a, what was it called? Like they had a name for Kaladin when they saw him, and they were like very worried about that. Yes, but that's true. And so that to me feels like the issue is like Gavilar was maybe trying to bring, kind of trying to do what Dalinar is trying to do, bringing the Knights Radiant back. And in order to do that, the Spren have to come back and like make these oaths with people. And I feel like that is the issue that the Parshendi have. Like that is very tied to their gods and like their enslavement okay this feels this feels right to me because it does like i guess they couldn't come out and tell gavilar 
because I assume the thing he wanted to do would be super beneficial to him. Mm-hmm. And so you can't be like, hey, that's going to screw us, but it's going to be really good for you. <laughs> right. I get, I get you really want to let people get superpowers and fly around and that would be very cool. But if you do that, then we have to be slaves. Oh, and not like okay. this is fair. And not like the slaves that you guys have, you know, where you guys keep us as slaves. But like, oh, we're slaves. <laughs> this is why I think that it's more of a like bad for the whole, like not just bad for the Parshendi. I think the consequences now will be severely worse for the world. Yeah. Because of how much it sounds like the Parshmen have the potential to like become really bad and dangerous. And so it sounds like if this future that the Parshendi are worried about comes to be, the Parshmen are going to have a huge role in it and it's not going to be good for anybody. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, yeah, I, th- I should say, I should say, by the way, um, I'm speculating on the things that I don't remember, but I have read this book before. <laughs> Luke. So, well, I have not. <laughs> so, okay. The, the, I'm not, I'm not, I actually am saying things that I don't remember. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's not, there's surprised. no acting here. Right. Speaking of the Parshmen. We learn a little bit about the Parshendi, and they have different Mm -hmm. forms that they take. Mm -hmm. Dull form is like kind of what the Parshmen are. I think they're not quite exactly the same. Right, slightly different. But they're very similar. And the two forms that the Parshendi could take before they had discovered some new ones were mate form and dull form. Dull form is the one that they just like do kind of menial tasks. And the other one mate form is all about like, I'm guessing it's making new Parshendi. So now there's kind of an awkward question here. So the Parshmen you could argue are in dull form. When the, when the Parshendi take on mate form it's heavily implied that the female ones get big boobies right so you've got a bunch of parshmen out in alethi two questions one do they go into mate form very often okay this is a valid question because i'm assuming that the parshmen that are in like Alethi culture mm-hmm. are not changing forms. Okay. Yes. I assume. I assume that as because, well. Because like you physically change, right? Yes. And so it'd be like that. Your parchment is looking very different. Um, Why is your parchment suddenly very hot? This is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> so I don't know how they like, I, cause presumably they reproduce. They, I feel like they would have to. Right. And, okay, so here's here's the option, Luke. Maybe there is just like a big cave of parchment in mate form. And whenever they need a new one, they go down into the cave and grab one of them that has been produced from this big parchment orgy that's always happening. I feel like we would have heard about it. 
but this is a pretty conservative culture i don't know if they would talk about the sec the like slave orgy that's happening to create new parchment right this uh, this seems very dark that's this is like kind of a concern that i have about this is this leads me to my second question is if parchment do go into mate form to make new parchment that seems like a whole other potential avenue of exploitation that the alethi have over the parchment that seems like it would be it could take the story in an increasingly dark direction right if like the thing that shallan is trying to repress is partly that her dad murdered her mom and her mom's lover but that that lover was also a parchment who was in mate form it's a good theory (laughs) Um, uh, I don't know. This is. It's wild. We know so little about these parchment. It's wild that the people of Alethi are just like totally cool with these things that they have so little knowledge about. Right, right. I I could be wrong, but I, I, this seems like something that we probably ranted about in our series on the first book. Yeah. But it's a, it's a very valid point. Like we, we got to study these guys. What's going on? Yeah, this how is... do they, they they keep reproducing and I don't know how. <laughs> right, this is a key question we need answered, if only for an economic one. A terrible, terrible, gross economic reason, but like these are valuable. So where do they come from? Right. Where do they go? But okay, thoughts on the just real quick, thoughts on the little like little information that we get on the real parshendi when we see them like how they communicate and that thing i think it's cool i think it's very cool those are my favorite well i liked all the interludes actually but those interludes are very good yeah 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 Yeah. let's see what so there's those interludes there was the one about the really nice shoemaker getting murdered (laughs) poor guy which is tough um he did do a murder though so yeah Okay, but then we get the one about the traitors. Right. <laughs> that story ends with this woman being like, hey, am I ever going to walk again? And the dude who set her up to do this and admitted that he let it go way too far is like, uh, you know what you will be able to do, though? trade so bright side pretty cool <laughs> you ever you ever bought and so sold goods before because it is a rush <laughs> right i mean they've got buyers it's pretty cool who needs legs yeah. it feels like he's trying to make an excuse for how much of a terrible teacher he is <laughs> like yeah, on the, so on the curriculum, we were only supposed to teach you trading. And you know what? I think I did an A-plus job with that. You're like a great trader now. <laughs> right. I will, like, what was he expecting her to get out of this? Uh, right, because, because, so he has his previous apprentice guy being like, no, we're not going through with the trade. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, that's as far as we were going to go. <laughs> like, what? This is a terrible lesson. Persistence, Luke. Creativity. Never know. take no for I an know. answer. 
it just it seemed like a, it seemed like the wrong choice for a like field exercise to let her lead especially not like mm. i mean we see the results right we see the outcome and it's like i feel like we could have gotten the same trading ability without you jumping off of the thing because it was all just a training exercise anyway right and especially because so i assume when he did his method of getting gaining their trust which was like he went on some hunt like i assume it was not in the same context of there's this big deal and you have to seal it i assume it was like him just like building it up being like hey you want to trade and then be like no i don't really trust you but you want to go get a drink that seems the more natural way to do it yes and they kind of explain that in the thing they're kind of like yeah we don't trust you like you have to build these relationships over time sorry we just can't do business with you today seems totally reasonable right meanwhile she's like my whole career is over if i don't do this one trade i've got to go bungee jumping now I don't love the teaching methods. Bad lesson. Also, imagine if she tries to apply that to another situation, right? Imagine she's in another trading situation years down the line. They're like, we don't know you. I'm sorry. I know you really want this trade to happen, but like, no. And she's like, that's fine. Where's your tallest building, sir? <laughs> right. Do you have a rope? No, it's not. It's not a good. It's not a good lesson. That's right. just. It's like still no. But she's got power. <laughs> Apparently, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I guess her teacher thinks she's got a lot of Poe. I don't see it. Right. Frankly. Seem. It seemed like a mistake to me, but who knows? Like I said, maybe this is just consolation for her destroying her legs he's like i can't tell her she did a bad job and she's never gonna walk again right uh check out this this crab that they gave us it's sweet maybe when it gets big enough you can like ride it around right but no it was a a fun i i love these because it just lets us explore the world as well right big world out there very cool world very big i think the last book there was like a bit in the pure lake which Mm -hmm. is very cool too this whole stormlight archive world is expansive well said thank you well said thank you i want to just say to completely change the subject i love pattern Ooh. Ooh, yeah, because right. Okay, so there's Pattern and Sill are our two spren that we really know. Yes. If you had to choose, would you say Pattern or Sill? Ooh, okay. Um, so so Pattern's very new. Mm-hmm. And when you say choose, do you mean like if I'm one of the characters and I have to choose which spren I want to bond with? Yeah. That's tough. Taking Taking away the, like... How, the difference in powers. This is just purely sprint choice. Personality, yeah. I think it's like a life, if, if it's like a bonding for life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Granted, Pattern is still really young, so I don't think it's a fair comparison, but Pattern, I think, is very funny. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like Pattern. But I, I feel like I would choose Sill as like 
something that, someone that I actually want to hang out with for the rest of my life. Ooh, okay. That's it. I would pick pattern. I'm into pattern. Okay. I, I'm into pattern as well. It's just, I feel like Syl is too preachy. I sure. love pattern because pattern's very much just like, yeah, everything's kind of a lie. And uh, you did good with that lie. That was a good lie you told. I like that. <laughs> and I want that kind of a hype man that's going to be like, you know, it's all kind of bullshit anyway. And you did a good job. Okay. This is fair. I think that we'll just have to give pattern more time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. He is very new. And then maybe and then maybe I'll choose pattern. Why are you choosing Sill? You could have, like you can you could have a difference, Luke. You can like Sill more than pattern. No, I know. I so I I think that Sill I don't know. is just like more able to have like a real conversation right now. Mm. Which is which is almost purely based off of pattern not being an, an adult patterns like a baby um but still is also kind of still is also kind of fun like she's very whimsical which i feel like i would like it to have in my life mm-hmm. she's, she's trying to get kaladin to smile more right that's but, nice but not in like a creepy way <laughs> yeah no i feel like she's she's just uh she's just like pure joy and goodness yeah i, I agree it's with a good you thing to have yeah, I think Syl is like a great a great coach. She calls Kaladin mm-hmm. on his bullshit quite a lot, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I think Syl is a great choice if you want a spread to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. Syl maybe would challenge you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right. Pattern's just going to be like, yeah, it's all bullshit. Do whatever you want. Whereas Syl's going to be like, actually, come on now. That K- Dalinar is cool. Come on. You know he's cool. <laughs> You know it. <laughs> You're right. So it's a, it's a tough choice. I wonder if this is why the Knights Radiant broke up. Um, okay, which part of it? So I think this might be moving into a theory. Okay. And the theory is that the Knights Radiant were destroyed from within due to jealousy. Okay. Here's how. Either some knights were like, man, their spren is way cooler than mine. I got stuck with this lame one. I'm stuck with a magic harp over here. Can't do anything. Mm. Meanwhile, can't level it up to a Gyarados. There's no leveling. You can't level up your freaking spren. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got a Mewtwo over there. It's unfair. Uh huh. That's one. Well, th- and it, it's there's also the powers, right? This is, I think, the bigger part of what I want to talk about. There has to be some jealousy in the Knights Radiant for the people who can like fly around, like literally fly, and the people that get like glue powers, like Kaladin's glue powers. Sure, it's cool if you don't have any other powers, but somebody can fly, okay? They're flying around and you're sticking rocks to walls and being like, look, I did it. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a hammer and some nails. I can do it too. Right. And there's, and there's also, there's, I feel like there's also a competing element of this where like you want yours to be the best. I hope, I hope that they have a little pressure release system of like a company softball game 
You think that would Where release you can get the all pressure? Of your competitiveness. Well, I feel like it'll maybe help you get all of your competitiveness against the other groups out. Not when like one of them wins every single time because their power is like hitting balls really good. Yeah, you, can't, you can't use your powers. What are you talking about? Game. Can't use your powers? Then that doesn't have any bearing on the fact that my powers are the thing that I'm frustrated about. I'm frustrated because they have the power to fly, not because I'm better athletically than they are, not because I can play okay. softball good. I'm frustrated because when they use their powers, they're way cooler than me, and it's not fair. Okay. Sure. I could see it. I mean, I would be super jealous, for sure. Even if mine were good, I'd be like, oh, that one looks cool, too. I want that. I know. I know. Give me all 10. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Can I borrow your spren for an afternoon? I would like to fly. I'd love to just see what it's like. Mm-hmm. I also think Kaladin isn't being creative enough with his power. I'm kind of changing gears now because I just had this thought. Okay. Kaladin can't stick himself to stuff, right? He said he tried it and he wasn't mm. able to like stick himself to things. Okay. So let's work on that assumption. Because otherwise he's got very similar power to the white assassin guy. Yes. But I think the white assassin guy has like gravity bending powers. It seems mm. like. Right. Cause what are the, are the only ones that we've seen from Kaladin that he can, can stick things and then he can like attract arrows to his shield. Mm-hmm. Which, which actually might be that like gravity power. Maybe that is, it's just like a different version of that. Sure. Sure. I will say, I feel like, Kaladin is currently seeing the like side effects of his main powers. I don't quite remember the details of his main powers, but I have to assume that like sticking things together is like part of a larger thing. Yeah, you're saying he's like barely scratched the surface and like in actuality it's a big it's a much cooler power than just sticking things together. Right. There's more to it. Right. Like the sticking things together is like a random feature that got added. And that's like the only part that he's discovered so far. Right. Right. Yes. Which I just want to say, based on this, if he's wearing shoes, he should be able to like stick himself to stuff. I don't, I don't think he's trying hard enough. Put on shoes and gloves and just make your shoes and gloves sticky kaladin and then you can run on whatever you want right so i think there definitely needs to be more experimentation with these powers that's why i appreciate this little training session that we had Mm -hmm. this section because like if you found out you had these powers day two you're going and like trying out a whole bunch of cool stuff to do with them yeah for sure (laughs) meanwhile kaladin's over here like i've got an army to run Dude, you have superpowers. What are you doing? Freaking, freaking nerd. Come on, man. Don't be such a dork. Live a little. I agree. Okay. I have one last note that is only because I've read it before. There we have met. I'm not going to spoil it unless, Dan, you ask me to. We have met a character from a different book in this section. Ooh. 
if you if you're reading this and don't want to hear any like spoilers or anything i don't think it's really that consequential of us like this is spoiler isn't, or anything okay this isn't wit right because wit was in the first book right we've already met wit but this is a different one is this from a book we've read on the pod yes oh i think it's very hard to guess because we've read them so spaced out yeah okay wh- who is it okay you want me to tell you yeah yeah, yeah. okay if you don't want me to, if you don't want to hear it skip 15 or however 30 seconds whatever zahel uh-huh. the the like trainer guy yes is from warbreaker i think if i remember correctly he's the like main guy that holds this sword the talking sword the hints are because he wears clothes that are like held together by ropes and he has a little accent that no one can place and he's also like you guys don't have any idioms that are correct whoa very cool do they bring that up later in the book or is it just like thrown in there I don't remember. Okay. That's very I don't remember cool. it specifically coming up, but yeah. Very cool. I had not even thought of that. I definitely knew that it was some kind of a weird boy, but the fact that it was uh-huh. from a different book entirely is very cool. Brandon, love the crossover. We do. Outstanding. I'm going to have to keep an eye out now. Uh, it's, it is tough when we space these books out so far because like when you remind me of that character of course i'm like oh yeah yeah yeah, very cool but Mm -hmm. does that connection is somewhat hard to make after like a year or two since we've read warbreaker so right so when when they come up the ones that i know i'll mention very cool we love that all right so luke we've got the next quarter of the book to get through for next week who knows what'll pop up there yeah no one but i can guarantee we'll be back next week with hot takes still being done nerds <laughs>